Thanks for tuning in to the Quality is Key podcast, where we focus on improving the quality of your life through powerful stories, top-notch motivation, and real topics. You've got nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, I'm Bobby Sunday, and welcome to the Quality is Key podcast. Today we have our guest, uh, Michael Burkentine with Burkentine Builders. He's a sales and business development chair, and what we'd like to talk about today is taking opportunities and realizing them where you see them in life and kind of grabbing a hold of them. So how are you doing today, Michael? Good, good, good. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, we're here with Bobby Sunday and uh, this podcast is really to help everyone out there and, and, and really bring some uh, idea and insight into your life and, and help. Uh, so I'll let Bobby ask the questions and and we'll see what we can do. Stay tuned for this episode. This is a good one. We're going to talk about some really key things that everyone, whether you're in real estate like I am or you're just starting out, um, this can apply to really anything that you're doing in your current life. No, and I think that's definitely something important. As you mentioned, it's not just key to real estate. It's really key to anything that you're doing in life. Um, so I'll start with a basic one. Just tell me a little bit about what you do and uh, how you remember starting off this part of your journey or you know this part of your life. So I'm a millennial, 29 years old, and this part of my life in the past really five years, if you were to hone in just graduating college, as you get into things that are in an unknown territory. You know, you graduate college, you're not sure, you're still not sure exactly what you want to do. You're trying to get your feet on the ground and understand the direction of what you're headed. You know, for me, real estate has always been in my business or in my in my life, um, which which I was always around in the family business. When I realized the opportunity that I had in terms of starting off, I, I realized I wanted to take that uh, step forward and try to get into real estate. So when we got into real estate, my brothers also graduated. We all went to Penn State, have engineering degrees. But we ended up not really doing what we had studied. So what we do is commercial and residential land development and real estate assets such as uh, home sales and rental properties. So that's kind of how I got started in a nutshell and starting off, when you first get going, you don't really know exactly what you want to do. You have to start somewhere. And as, as I started, I started off trying to be an entrepreneur doing my own thing. And we did some small businesses and stuff. You know, once you get in that groove of where you're headed, that's kind of where I started off. You know, does that, that answer your question? Yeah, I think that's a good point, uh, how you were talking about it. It's really interesting because I know it's a high percentage of kids coming out of college um, don't even do anything with their given degree. It seems like um, it could be less about the degree and more about you know spending those four years learning a lot more than just the subject. I know the job market tends to be not so great these days. You know that has a partial reason for people not being able to find jobs in their given you know field. But you can take what you've learned in that field and apply it to really anything you do in life. Yeah, that's the truth, and and the goal is to make sure you do something that you love, but it also has to be profitable because you don't want to be eating ramen noodles like you did in college the rest of your life. And you want to be able to build the right family. So you have to put a little pressure on yourself to make sure you're following the things that you want to do. 
Yeah. So actually, I wanted to know, you know, when was a time in your life that you realized you could kind of take this opportunity you were given, you know, from your father and your parents and kind of take it a step further? I mean, talk a little bit about what you do to the business that's kind of unique. What do you take a step further in the business that's completely different from everyone else? So I'm very passionate about this subject. When I wake up in the morning, it's not all about making money. Money is always a thing that is, it's like playing Monopoly, but it's kind of like the same because, you know, you have real money in life, you have paper money in Monopoly. The money is the money. It's the scorecard at which how you play the game. And, you know, if you want to buy a Lamborghini, you want to fly in helicopters and stuff, that's all good and great. And, you know, you'll, you'll have that opportunity will come to you if, if you so choose a desire. But the biggest thing that I bring to the table, I feel personally, uh, to the business is the core fact of how to be authentic in the relationships that we build as a company, as a family, as individuals. There's more value in the relationship building aspect of life and the psychology of how you interact with one another than there is dollar cents or anything else. So when I wake up in the morning, my goal is to maintain those relationships, manage my team the best I can, build the right teams, continue building the right teams, finding and attracting the right people, and in return, money tends to follow you. It just naturally follows you. Just a little bit about us, we've been talking for about six minutes. I think it's important for everyone to understand it's 2018 right now. Two years ago, the company was about $3 million. Now, it's about $35 million. So substantial, substantial growth with an even bigger growth outlook over the next five and a half years. Currently, we have 200 rental properties, and we do about $10 million with that, but we do about $35 million in the residential division, new home sales, resi- you know, residential construction. We are now balancing that out because of the relationships that we've built with banks and large individuals that have guided us to the holy ground or however you want to spin it, this, the space at which we weren't entirely sure. So... The biggest thing to take away from this is, oh, you know, you, you may be sitting there, how can I relate to this guy? Their family business is doing millions of dollars. I'm just graduating high school or I'm just graduating college. The thing to take away here is to understand the relationships and the people you meet in your life can impact and change your life so quickly that you don't even have time to respond. It just naturally takes over. The universe just basically says, hey, I'm going to take you this direction. And all of a sudden, you didn't even know that that direction was going to come. I'm a civil engineer. I don't do any engineering at all. Zero. I spent $250,000 on a degree that I technically don't use. But in theory, every day I use it because it teaches you how to think. It teaches you what to do, what not to do. And every ounce of it is so valuable. Yeah, and I think that's a great thing to think about is um, you talked about opportunities and you talked about employing those with different people you meet and it kind of just happens, you know, you meet people and you kind of build connections. And I think building connections and building relationships, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, seems like a huge idea into this opportunity 
you know, that you've been talking about. You kind of gain opportunities through the help of others. And now you, you create a lot of your own opportunities, but it definitely doesn't hurt to have that connection. And uh, I was actually just reading in a book the other day that talked about weak ties. And you talk about people that you don't really know too well, but they become a big help, um, you know, in a way, in a sense, because whether it's a connection that they have or it's a connection that they know someone that has. And uh, have you seen any of that in your business that's kind of built to your core and kind of giving you more opportunities, kind of building those opportunities through other people's opportunities? Yeah, sure. There's two specific instances. Uh, I'll just take the one. In the past, let's just take the past 12 months, built in a, a relationship that grossed us about a million dollars worth of profit. Now, one individual I can associate with a million dollars profit, not revenue, profit. That means money in the bank. That's a big number because in order to get to a million dollars, you have to sell typically, you know, a lot to get to a million. You know, on average, businesses will make 10, 15, 20, 30% profit. So do the math. When you're bringing in these kinds of numbers, off of one relationship, you tend to sit back and say, wait, could I duplicate this? Or how did I attract this to my life? Like, how did this even happen? That particular instance happened from a phone call off of buying, uh, or I inquired about a couple lots for sale, and I called the guy, he didn't answer, and I followed up with a text and an email, and he took to that like, who is this kid? Why, you know, I, you know, typically people don't do that. They're not that aggressive. They'll call, they'll leave a voicemail. If they don't call them back, they say, the heck with it. I tend to do things a little bit differently. It's not that I'm trying to be overly aggressive with life or things, but I know what I want and I tend to try to get what I want. And the, and basically the takeaway here is don't give up, keep pushing and always try to attract the right relationship, but never chase it. See, if you chase it, it's never good. You have to let it, you have to kind of put yourself in the right arena around the right people at the right time. The five top people in your life, the five top people that you surround yourself by, statistically says that's who you will become. So if I'm friends with Bill Gates, the owner of Amazon, the owner of uh, Shell Gas, I'm probably going to do really, really well because these people have other relationships and other networks that I can feed off of, but not, not knowingly, you know, um, you're in, you put yourself in the arena and you, you work off of that. Yeah. And I think it's uh would you say that's pretty important to surround yourself with almost people that are more successful than you in terms of, you don't always want to be the top person in your group. You don't want to always want to be you know, someone who everyone else is always looking up to because then, you know, you kind of have nothing to give away. You have nothing to learn. That's a really good question. I think about that quite often. It's funny you bring that up. I was just thinking about that the other day. So you take some of these big players that we work with and are hugely successful. But then you take your friends. You look at your best friend. You look at the micro level, which in my opinion is more important than the macro level. You may be sitting there, well, you know, my friend Joey, you know, he's not doing so well, or Kenny or Bobby or whoever, you know, and they're like, well, they're not, should those people, should I be hanging out? Should I not be going to dinner with them? Should I be going to dinner with people that are selling real estate like it's their job or driving a Ferrari or driving a BMW? 
Not necessarily. My answer to that would be make sure you attract the people that make you most well-rounded. My friend Tommy is one of the nicest people I've ever met. I go to dinner with him once a week. Some people may look at it and say, well, Mike, shouldn't you surround yourself by the best people, the pe- the people that are just doing millions and millions? No. I surround myself by the people that are going to make me most well-rounded. That's how I do my life. That's how I succeed. And I surround myself by my family a lot. My brothers are my best friends. And when we get together, we feed off of each other's energy because we don't stop working. All we do is talk work. You know, our wives get upset. But that's what we do. That's how we are. It's our hobby. That's our monopoly. It's our scorecard. It's how we roll. And... We don't even have intercompetition. We don't we don't say who who's getting the next big, biggest car or anything like that. That's really not the that's not the scorecard. The scorecard is how many sales did you do this week? How much money, how much profits did you bring in? We don't talk about really spending it. We talk about who made the most. So no, I think that's really funny, and uh, from a personal standpoint, I've seen that happen pretty much all my life with you guys. So kind of what I wanted to take this uh, kind of run with the direction is a lot of this opportunity is you, you, you kind of makes it more obvious. You see some opportunity where there is opportunity, and you might realize that, but the question I'm sure a lot of people have on their minds is, what if you don't know where to look for opportunity. Maybe you're kind of just going through life. You're just waddling around. You feel like you're kind of in the middle of the ocean, not sure which way to swim. And you really don't know which direction is going to lead you to greater opportunities. I mean, where do you really start trying to to look them out? Let's go from this point of view. You're sitting in Starbucks or a local coffee shop and you're an introverted type of person, meaning you're not really looking to talk to anybody you're there to do your studies you're there to do your homework you're there to you know just mind your own business read a book whatever you're doing just drink your coffee right i challenge people both introvert and extrovert because extroverts get scared also many of them including myself are afraid to talk to people sometimes when you're sitting in the coffee shop and something intrigues you to your right or left or your front or your back that you notice that they have something in common with you and they're alone, ask them a question. Engage with them over nothing. Say, man, the coffee's really hot today. Nobody cares about the coffee. You know, the coffee is the coffee. And it, this could be applied to anything. The, the goal here is to engage with someone that you're not used to talking to. And when you do this, you create opportunities. I did this in Penn State at a coffee shop one time. I met the co-owner of the company Dropbox. Now probably many people know what Dropbox is. Now back then, it was nothing. I had no idea what Dropbox was. When I met this guy, I said, what is Dropbox? And he says, oh, it's, it's uh, off-site data storage. And I was like, ah, what's off-site data storage? Next thing you know, I get an iPad. First thing I download is Dropbox. I take the same iPad and the same techniques of data, off-site data storage to a company called Whiting Turner in Baltimore that builds skyscrapers, and they adopt the use of Dropbox. Now, I would have never known about it. It was brand new. I looked like the elite kid that didn't know anything about anything. And all of a sudden, I bring this new technology. Now, everybody uses it. But the point is, I took the time to ask him, and I talked to him. 
You know, that's just a small, 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 small example of what it takes or my example of making the phone call off of the ruggedy old sign at the lot where I make the phone call to the guy. He he calls me back and he goes, who are you? And you say, well, my name's Mike. Well, why'd you call, text, and email me? I thought I'm getting yelled at. You know, I thought this guy's like annoyed. And he goes, can we have lunch? Well, yeah, we can have lunch. Can I buy the lots? No, I sold them two weeks ago. Well, you know, the sign's still up. Yeah, but can we still have lunch? Next thing you know, I'm doing a million dollars with this guy. You know, we're we're sitting there and, and we're continuing. And he actually is kind of working for me now. It's a business relationship that has paid over dividends in the past just 12 months. I think that's kind of crazy uh, where you went on to say you met the guy with Dropbox. I think it's kind of crazy we don't think about this. It's almost like that saying where you you almost can know anyone by knowing someone who knows someone. And it's crazy the types of connections you can build in your own hometown, whether it's somewhere you're visiting, just by talking to people and striking up a conversation. Because people generally like to talk about what they're passionate about. People generally like to talk about what they want to do in their life. And I think when you bring that out in people, it can lead to all sorts of scenarios. Obviously, I know you work very hard. I see it day in and day out. Just kind of fun question. Just give me kind of what a perfect day looks like off for Michael Burkentine when you're not working, uh, when you're not stressed out about work, when you don't have to answer a thousand emails or text messages. What's that perfect day off look like for you? So we just built a house at the beach. Perfect day. Wake up. Go for a run. Starbucks coffee. Depends how I'm feeling if I talk to anybody. Get back to the house, go to the beach, come back, you know, relax. Typically, I'm doing some sort of work, though. I'm hopping on the computer, checking emails, making sure I'm on top of my game. Because the goal, despite what my brothers say, I am on top of my game. I'm actually selling more than you all right now. So, you know, the perfect day is um, is the beach and relax. And even if it's raining, I, I, I like rainy days because it... It actually is Mother Nature's way of forcing you to gear down. I think that's kind of funny. I was thinking about that the other day about raining. I enjoy raining days because uh, it just kind of allows you to sulk in your own thoughts and think about things and maybe get some stuff done around the house that you weren't thinking about doing or uh, kind of force you to think about things. And um, it's kind of nice sometimes. It can promote a lot of uh, different work ethics and different ideas and thoughts running around your head. So that's kind of funny that you said that as well. So when people are looking towards you know, their potential, and maybe they find an opportunity or they're still looking for an opportunity and you kind of see that potential going on. I mean, really, what's the first step to kind of taking action into that potential? You realize, you know, now where this opportunity lies, but what's your first step towards it? You know, do you just kind of dive in head first or do you, you know, look for small steps to kind of build around it or what do you do? If you have an opportunity that presents itself, say it's a job opportunity with a company or a a guy that you met, you don't ever want to jump in too deep, in my opinion. You don't want to, like, go so hard that you're like, you know, oh, I'm going to kill this. This is the best thing since sliced bread. You want to slowly digest it and make sure it's the right thing for you. But by no means do you want time to lapse because a lot of times when an opportunity presents itself, it's going to unpresent itself as fast as it presented itself. 
So you don't want to mess around. And a lot of people are afraid to jump on opportunity. And that's that's why there's not as many entrepreneurs in the world as there is what what I refer to as just normal, right? Normal is normal. Most people you meet are normal. There's nothing you can hold against them. There's nothing you can, it's just the, the culture and the way they think or, or how they uh, were brought up. But it really just boils down to the difference in the culture and how they think. So when you're, when you're sitting there and you're thinking about this question, you know, you have to basically um, realize that you want to take a baby step. So we're talking about the job opportunity. Job opportunity presents itself. You're standing at Home Depot, you're working at Home Depot, and a guy comes up, he says, hey, where's the light bulbs? And you say, oh, it's down here. Um, make, your, make your next right and make your next left, and you, know, you give them directions to the light bulbs. The difference between a normal person and someone who is not normal will actually walk the guy to the light bulbs, put down what they're doing, show them service, take them to the light bulbs, explain the light bulbs, and then something that's abnormal most people don't do is take it to the next level. They notice the Penn State hat or the Miami Dolphins hat that they're wearing. They say, hey, how is the Penn State doing this year? And they, st- they go, oh, um, and they engage. Obviously, they like Penn State or they wouldn't be wearing the hat. So all of a sudden, you've created common ground. You may know nothing about Penn State. You don't need to. All you have to do is create a common denominator between you and that person. The universe will take it from there. He'll start talking to you about stuff. All of a sudden, the law of reciprocation takes effect, and they'll ask you questions. Next thing you know, you're making $95,000 a year with a one of the best jobs you've ever seen, and you didn't even graduate college. This is a true story to one of my good friends. Small steps. That's what it takes. So, I mean, you're basically talking about realizing that potential opportunity and kind of taking it a step further, baby steps. And uh, you talk a lot about the importance of social interaction when it comes to opportunities. I think that's one of the things that I took away from this podcast today is that you, you really did talk about the importance of social interaction because, as we know, with no people, there'd be you know very limited opportunities. However, over generations and generations, we've kind of created opportunities, and it's all about who you know. I think that's really important because you don't really know who you're going to run into or whose brother you're going to run into or whose nephew you're going to run into because those kinds of things create opportunities without you even realizing it. And just going about your normal day and interacting with people, I mean, that could change the course of your entire life. So thank you, Michael Burkentine, for being here today. I appreciate it a lot, and uh, I hope you enjoyed being on the podcast. Thanks, guys. Bobby Sunday, out. If you enjoyed today's podcast and you wanted to find out more about Burkentine Builders, please head over to Burkentine.com. That's B-U-R-K-E-N-T-I-N-E.com. Also follow them over on Instagram at buildburkentine. For exclusive footage, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at freakinbobs. That's at F-R-E-A-K-I-N-B-O-B-S. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, guys, and let us know what you would like to see in future episodes. I'll talk to everyone soon.